I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Warning, you're about to enter the arena and join the battle to save America with your host, Sean Parnell. What is up, battle crew? It is Friday and another week in the books and another week closer to Donald J. Trump being president of the United States and winning in November of 2024. Now, listen, folks, for my friends on iHeart, people who are listening to the show, if you're new to the battle crew, don't fret. If you you are you are perfectly allowed, and I support this 100% to to back anyone you want in a presidential primary. It's fine. We are the big tent party. We want as many people in the trenches as humanly possible fighting to save this country. And if you are one of those people, then of course we want you. Except if you back Nikki Haley, then we don't want you. <laughs> I'm just joking. Like you, I'd love to have you on the show too. Uh, but listen, folks, we have a huge show today. Uh, so much to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna discuss the media totally ignoring Hunter Biden's testimony on Capitol Hill. I mean, the mainstream media just looked the other direction. Uh, we're gonna talk in depth at least I hope so, about Catherine Herridge in the crosshairs of a Obama-appointed Democrat judge. I'm going to tell you why that matters in a much bigger way than what the media is telling you. January 6th, Blaze journalist is arrested and a disgraceful move by our country and the Biden Justice Department. Biden versus Trump at the border, and we have so much more. So let's talk about... Hunter Biden on Capitol Hill. And let's talk about the Biden family crime syndicate. Of course, we know it's international. You don't have to watch congressional testimony to believe that the Bidens are corrupt. You just don't. All you have to do is dabble in politics to know it. I mean, Joe Biden is a man that has been around Washington for 50 years. He he is one of the most corrupt human beings on the face of the planet. The man has made a professional career about being a pathological liar. His family, and there are some other families too, but let's keep the focus on the Biden crime family for now. But his family has been able to enrich themselves fantastically while on the meager government salary of $174,000. And of course, $174,000 is not meager to us, but in the grand scope of things, what the Biden crime family has been able to get out of countries who hate us, corrupt oligarchs and the communist Chinese, got something like 20 plus million dollars from corrupt countries all over the world. So how do you, how do you earn that money with doing nothing in return, making $174,000, your guess is as good as mine, but it's corruption because of course it is. He's selling his name and he's selling influence and access into our country and specifically influence that would soften American foreign policies to countries that hate us. You know, folks, I would argue that that is treason in, in the clearest sense of the word. Uh, this is not something that the founders ever intended for people who would raise their right hand, take an oath to serve this country, and then go to Washington, have the privilege to go to Washington and represent a state in the United States Senate or a congressional district where you truly do represent the people. Our founders would be rolling over in their graves 
if they knew what Joe Biden was doing to this country right now and how he sold America down the river and not just sold our country down the river. He has turned our institutions, very powerful federal institutions, federal law enforcement, intelligence community against his own people. To me, there's just no higher crime. I mean, we live in what has now become a very Orwellian society. And in the wake of passing the Patriot Act, look, looking back now, 20 plus years ago, I guess we should have seen it coming. There were those of us back then, I was not one of them, all cards on the table. I was a 20-something moronic kid back then, and I thought to myself, <laughs> like in the military, 9-11 had just happened. I was about to go to Afghanistan and kick ass and take names. I thought to myself, well, the Patriot Act, that sounds amazing. It's for patriots. It's right in the name. But there were people around this country, Ron Paul and Rand Paul being, being two people, prominent examples of folks who spoke out against the liberties that would be stolen from us from the Patriot Act with, by using the Patriot Act. And they were right. And I acknowledge that now. But Joe Biden's been able to use that to the detriment of this country and to the American people. But Hunter Biden said on Capitol Hill, in his opening statement, he said, I did not involve my father in my business. And he went on to tell House Republicans, you have built your entire partisan house of cards on lies. Really? This coming from a crack addict who sniffs cocaine off of the butts of anonymous hookers as he's human trafficking them across state lines. This person who should be behind bars for working with the communist Chinese and getting paid in diamonds, getting paid by Russian oligarchs and Ukrainian oligarchs, being on the board of Burisma despite having no experience in the energy industry whatsoever. It must be nice to be the son of a former president, a corrupt former president, to be able to go into a House committee as you're being deposed and open up your statement like that when the entire country, and I'm sorry, there are even those in the Democrat side that know Hunter Biden and the Biden family are corrupt. They know it. They are in desperation mode. They are in cover-up mode, but they know it. And to be able to go into a hearing, well, could you imagine ever doing that yourself? I mean, no, first of all, we would be in jail. But it just that opening statement jumped out to me because it just tells you everything that you need to know about Hunter Biden. He's been a spoiled, rotten kid his entire life. Daddy was always in a position of power. He doesn't fear consequences of any kind precisely because daddy was always in a position of power. Now, I happen to think that Hunter Biden does not like his father. I think that Joe Biden used Hunter Biden in a very malicious way to be a bag man, to be, essentially be a bag man for him, do the dirty work for Joe Biden, help enrich the family, be the fall guy if need be, all while Joe Biden climbed the political ladder. You've got Hunter Biden out there doing all your dirty work. What an evil way to have a have and build a relationship with your son. It's disgusting. It's evil. And I, I don't think I think Hunter Biden despises his father for it, having been thrown into the limelight. Now, that does not excuse in any way Hunter Biden's behavior. He should still face consequences for his actions. But folks, let's not pretend that the Biden crime family and any of the crimes that that are being exposed now are in any way new. They have been doing this for a very long time. Just watch this and listen. In retrospect, wasn't it inappropriate for someone like you in the middle of all this to have your son collecting money from this big credit card company while you were on the floor protecting its interest? Absolutely not. But there were former White House aides of yours who tried to warn you about the potential conflicts of interest. Nobody warned me about a potential conflict of interest. Nobody warned me about that. And at the same time... This George Kent, 
the State Department official yeah, testified that he raised it to you. No, he and your didn't staff, say to your me. Staff, he did not. To your say, staff, I, I stand never, corrected. Never heard that once. To your all. staff, and your staff and, told him he has no bandwidth. Well, my son was dying. Members. I guess that's why he said it. He always invokes his son. Always. And you know, folks, I don't wish the loss of a child on any parent. In fact, one can make the argument that that is a parent's worst nightmare and worst fear. I think they would be right. I don't wish that pain on anyone. But I also think that there's a special place in hell for someone who would use the death of their son as a way to manipulate a reporter from moving away from a certain line of questioning. Well, I guess that's just because he said that because my son was dying. That's all that was. It was just a political manipulation to Joe Biden. And I, I, I just think that's evil, folks. But here's Joe Biden speaking on uh, um, Biden on speaking to Hunter. This is during the 2020 campaign. Where he said, no, I never spoke to my son during his business dealing. Of course, we know now that that was a lie. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business? Yes, I stand by that. So obviously, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I play that for you. Because this is a lie and we know it was a lie now. Because we have text messages from Hunter Biden saying, I'm sitting with my, my father right now to a Chinese energy firm. You better pay up. Pay up quick, essentially. I mean, we know that Hunter, we know that Joe Biden was involved. We know that Hunter Biden talked to his father about this stuff on the regular, sometimes when he was actually vice president, because the media would have you believe that, oh, this all happened after he was out of office. It's completely ridiculous. And so uh, the Media Research Center Newsbusters has an incredible article out, and you should go check it out. It's called 11 Brand New Biden Family Scandals ABC, CBS, and NBC Are Censoring. And what they go on to say, the point that they make is that the only time that the media talks about this scandal at all, and by the way, it is a scandal of epic proportions. Just flip the script for a second and imagine that. Hunter Biden was Don Jr. and Joe Biden was Trump. This is all you would see. I mean, they impeached Trump for a hoax about Ru the, uh, Russia collusion in Ukraine and all this other stuff. It was Joe Biden and his entire family that had an inappropriate relationship with Russia and Ukraine. Remember, uh, fire the prosecutor, then you get the billion dollars. I mean, that is the definition of a quid pro quo, but Trump was impeached for that. They impeached Trump for the same damn thing that Joe Biden is being investigated for right now, but the media doesn't want to talk about it. But if it was Trump, that's all they talk about. And so these are things, these are stories that, I mean, look, the battle crew, you all are wired in. We talk about this stuff fairly often, so you'll probably know about it, uh, about some of it. But I'd wager to, I bet that, that you haven't heard of all of it. So top of the list, there are 11 stories you probably haven't heard about. Hunter Biden's billionaire pals in Russia escaped the sanction list again. So we just sanctioned Russia again. All the Biden crime family syndicate, like oligarchs who like them, who have supported them, who've given them money, miraculously escaped the sanctions list just recently. So it, it goes on. The article says two Russian billionaire pals of Hunter Biden were again spared from being hit with financial sanctions as President Biden announced his latest rounds of penalties on numerous Vladimir Putin connected people Friday. So, I mean, again, why the GOP isn't out there saying that Joe Biden is a puppet of Putin, I don't know. But clearly he's giving preferential treatment to people who've done nice things to his family.
Number two, Joe Biden used his brother's name to promote AmeriCorps, a hospital chain that was accused of Medicare fraud and has now collapsed. We know that one of the hospitals was actually here in Western Pennsylvania. It really hurt and devastated a community. They've never been held accountable for any of it. Hunter Biden's ex-business partner, uh, Joe, this is Tony Bobolinsky, of course, Joe Biden, quote, the enabler of the family business was sold as the brand. There is direct testimony Hunter Biden's former business partner that says that they were selling influence into the Biden crime family. He was a witness. He direct testimony, saw it, the evidence right in front of him. Again, it would be headline news if it were Trump. Records of Biden family credit cards allegedly paid for by China company subpoenaed by James Comer. House Oversight Committee James Comer issued subpoenas Thursday for for records on several credit cards that the Chinese state company CEFC China Energy allegedly provided members listen to this provided members of President Biden's family or personal expenses including a card loaded with $100,000 for a quote global spending spree must be nice to be a Biden. Or how about this? Email allegedly shows Bidens were doing business with Beijing-linked firm while Joe Biden was vice president. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's insane. Joe Biden met with the chairman of the Chinese firm that Hunter worked with. President Biden met with the chairman of the Chinese energy company, energy firm Hunter Biden sought to create a joint venture with at the Four Seasons in Washington, D.C. in 2017, a former business partner of the first son told congressional investigators. <laughs> GOP rep demands IRS look into Joe Biden's loan repayments from Jim Biden. Of course, this is uh, for AmeriCorps, where Jim Biden gave $240,000 in loan repayment to President Biden. Uh, completely ridiculous. Obviously, it's not a loan. <laughs> Obviously, it's not. Art dealer admits Hunter knew the names of art buyers despite White House claims to the contrary. This is this is actually really, I mean, this is absolutely, I'm laughing because it's so absurd for so many reasons. There are so many direct evidence, uh, the links of corruption to the Biden crime family. It's unbelievable. But so one of the narratives that the Biden White House has relied upon since they got in there and since Hunter Biden became an artist painting paintings and selling, I mean, when he became an artist, why he has any expertise being an artist? I don't know, but he didn't have any expertise being an energy executive either, but he found himself on the board of Burisma. So again, it's good to be a Biden, but he, the big thing, oh, Hunter doesn't know the people that he's selling these paintings to. They're just art connoisseurs that appreciate his work. No, no. One was, uh, they, they knew, in fact, everybody who bought Hunter Biden's paintings. And one was Hirsch Naftali, who scored repeated visits to the White House during the time frame in question, inked a $42,000 sale in February 2021 before, before her appointment that July by Joe by Joe Biden to commission for preservations of America's energy abroad. So he, she was actually appointed to a position of power and then for another $52,000 in December of 2022. So she gave $94,000 to Hunter Biden and was, a, I mean, this is like pay, like, like these people, this is just like one huge quid pro quo buying influence into the Biden White House while Joe Biden is president. Joe Biden used an alias and email sent to Hunter Biden's business partners, partners totaling 327 times over nine years. So that kind of puts to rest the fact that Joe Biden never communicated about his son's business dealings at all. And it also begs the question, why, if he felt like what he was doing was on the up and up, why would he have to use an alias? I mean, this is common sense stuff. Hunter's firm sent Joe Biden a recurring payment of $1,380 starting in 2018. Listen to this. President Biden received a recurring payment of $1,380 from his son's Hunter's law firm beginning in late 2018, shortly after a bank money laundering officer warned that the same account was receiving millions of dollars in Chinese government-linked funds without any services rendered. <laughs> 
<laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous. So I could go on and on and on here, folks, but I, I got a show to do and I've got so much other stuff to cover. But anytime that you hear any media mouth breather out there saying that there's no evidence, I just want you to bookmark and remember this show because this is stuff that just emerged in a clear cut way just this week. So yes, there's evidence because of course there is. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. We just discussed in depth, and apologies if I'm moving fast, there's just a lot to discuss. We just talked about in in an in-depth way about how corrupt the Biden crime family is and how the media is censoring stories that really matter to cover for them. All of this happens at the same time here in America that journalists are being attacked by the deep state, which is, of course, run by Joe Biden. Did you see the news that broke today about Catherine Herridge? About how, from the AP, the headline, judge holds veteran journalist Catherine Herridge in civil contempt for refusing to divulge a source. Now, if you don't read past the headline here, you would think that, oh, did Catherine Herridge use an anonymous source and the person that she wrote these articles about is now mad, maybe suing Catherine Herridge for defamation and is demanding Catherine Herridge give up this anonymous source with which she used to defame this person. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's not what happened at all, folks. The woman who is trying to force Catherine Herridge to reveal her sources is a former colonel in the People's Liberation Army in China. You heard that correctly. Her name is Yanping Chen. And Chen was investigated for many, many years by the FBI on suspicions that she may have lied on immigration forms related to work on a Chinese astronaut program. and about her service in the Chinese military, which if you're coming to America, they ask those questions very specifically on immigration forms. She lied. And there's no evidence to the contrary of that, by the way. But this woman, Yanping Chen, has since sued the government saying details about Catherine Herridge's probe were leaked to damage her reputation. So essentially what happened is, is Catherine Herridge wrote a story about this woman while the FBI was investigating her. Strangely, the FBI didn't prosecute this, this woman. And Catherine Herridge's source basically said, there's something fishy going on here, Catherine, and you should look into it because the American people deserve to know. Now, that was a oversimplified explanation, but you get the gist. So this from Fortune, headline, X. And you had to do some digging here to get the details, folks. So I'm kind of giving you a Cliff Notes version, but this is this stuff reads like a spy novel, I'm telling you. So again, from Fortune Magazine, headline, ex-Fox News reporter refusing to divulge sources over Chinese-American espionage reporting risk, cont- reporting risks contempt order. So this is an excerpt from that article. The stories by Herridge were published and aired by Fox News in 2017, one year after the Justice Department told Chen she would not face any charges in its year-long investigation into whether she may have concealed her former membership in the Chinese military on U.S. immigration forms. Kind of a big deal, right? The reports examined Chen's former alleged ties to the Chinese military, and this is very important, so listen. And whether she had used a professional school she founded in Virginia to help the Chinese government get information about American service members. 
They, Catherine Herridge, relied on what her lawyers contend were items leaked from the probe, including snippets of an FBI document summarizing an interview, personal photographs, information taken from her immigration and naturalization forms, and from an internal FBI PowerPoint presentation. So, folks, Catherine Herridge essentially uncovered what what was allegedly a communist Chinese spy ring at a school that this communist Chinese alleged spy named Chen founded within close proximity proximity to an American military base where she then brought in military officers to that school to garner intel from them. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, this school was all funded by the American taxpayer. <laughs> Listen, it gets better. This from Fox News. So you got to go to a bunch of different sources to kind of piece this thing together like a puzzle for you. But this from Fox News. Listen to this headline. DOD funded school at center of federal probes over suspected Chinese military ties. <laughs> it's like a spy novel. Based just four miles from the Pentagon in Northern Virginia is an innocuous sounding online school for, quote, management and technology, which a Fox News investigation reveals has been at the center of multiple multiple federal probes about its leadership's alleged ties to the Chinese military and whether thousands of records from U.S. service members were compromised. The University of Management and Technology in Roslyn, Virginia, which opened in 1998, touts a campus in Beijing and partnerships, in quotations, with universities around the world. The U.S. taxpayer-funded school claims to have had 5,000 graduates in the last five years and to be especially, quote, especially proud of our students stationed in U.S. military bases around the globe. Folks, this is an earth-shattering story, and I don't say that lightly because I despise media hyperbole, but folks, this is a huge deal. Catherine Herridge, one of the only real reporters left out there, there are a few, but she is one of them, absolutely fantastic investigator. This is the core of her story. And the judge wants her to reveal her sources so that an alleged Chinese spy figures out who that source is. That's exactly what's happening. Let that soak in. Recognize where we are. So, You sort of get a sense now. I've tried to explain it as best I can. It's complicated, so I tried to whittle it down for you. But you sort of get a sense of why the deep state wants this whole thing shut down, right? Right? Why do you think this matters, folks? Remember the date, 2017, when Catherine Harrods first broke this story. All of this, all of this happened under Barack Obama and China Joe. As I sit here and reflect on this story in real time, I half wonder if someone should she should see if Chen was also banging Swalwell. <laughs> Who knows? Chen and Fang Fang could be friends. I think the FBI should follow up. So at any rate, this judge is forcing, again, by the way, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this judge that's forcing Catherine Herridge to divulge her sources. But let me read you directly what, this is a quote from the judge's ruling. The court recognizes the paramount importance of a free press in our society. Well, right, apparently, apparently not, because basically... The court said, to hell with all that. You're revealing your source. <laughs> so like, here's what this is going to lead to, folks. And it's very important for you to understand this. Free press, actual real journalists, the Constitution, 
First Amendment are all under attack here because what happened was is that Catherine Herridge basically said, I'm not telling you who my source is. I invoke my First Amendment rights in the Constitution and my rights as an American. The judge basically said that this alleged Chinese spy need to know who her source is exceeds Catherine Herridge's First Amendment rights. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially, that sentence is almost verbatim in this judge's order. All this is going to do, and I mean this, all this ruling is going to do is crush real journalists in this country. Folks that are doing the hard work have real sources, not this anonymous sourced BS that we are just inundated with today. It's going to give rise to fake news. It's going, fake news is going to ascend even more than it already has. Folks, America, as we know it, is really slipping away fast. It really is. When you try to wrap your mind around the enormity of what happened here, it's hard to see it any other way. Now, let me tell you a little bit about this judge. This judge, Christopher Cooper, is an Obama appointee. Christopher Cooper also blocked the special counsel, John Durham, from entering evidence against a Clinton lawyer, Michael Sussman, that would have detailed their plot to leak false Trump-Russia info to the media. Interesting. Christopher Cooper is also married to Democrat lawyer Amy Jeffries, who represented Lisa Page. <laughs> you see, listen, folks, do you see the deep state connections here? Do you? Oh, and you want to know who officiated their wedding? Merrick Garland. Do I have to say any more to? Do I? Do you see how this works? Do you see how corrupt our system? in this country really is? Do you see why people several years ago when Trump was president said that, yes, there is a deep state? I've told you that. I've known people and know people in the Trump White House that have affirmed this for me. People within an entrenched bureaucracy, the blob, as they call it, working to thwart a duly elected president's agenda. They exist. They're real. Back then, we were called conspiracy theorists. But what I just laid out there for you I mean, it's proof. How could it not be? And I'll end this with Catherine Harris and we'll move on to the next story. But you see, it's not just about Obama and Biden, right? Obviously, they want to, the deep state is trying to cover for them. Biden's Biden's president, but I believe that Obama is really pulling the strings. But this program, this school where this Chinese spy was garnering, allegedly garnering intel on American servicemen and women was funded by the U.S. taxpayer. So see, they have, the deep state has all the incentive in the world to cover this up. And remember folks, what I told you about big bloated bureaucracies, they always protect themselves first. And I believe what's happening here is just as simple as that. Did you hear about the story of the Blaze journalist who is just who just reported to the FBI, remanded himself into custody, and the FBI arrested him for independent reporting on January 6th? I assume that you all saw that. To me, I find this entire story heartbreaking to me. But thank thankfully, Speaker Johnson last night cobbled together as much footage of this journalist in the Capitol on January 6th in hopes that it would exonerate him and prevent this travesty from happening with the FBI. And I want you to see it. And, and hat tip to Glenn Beck and the Blaze for working with Speaker Johnson to get this video produced. But I mean, Glenn Beck will, expl will explain it in this, in this video that you're about to see and, and listen to. So if you're listening on iHeart, you'll be able to hear it. Um, but you'll see that this journalist 
does absolutely nothing and commits no crime. He's simply just reporting. Watch. Let me show just a couple of minutes of the video of our investigative journalist in the Capitol. Uh, We thank you to the Speaker of the House who late last night uh, gathered a team together to try to get all of the footage of Steve. You can see him uh, walking in the Capitol. He is covering. He's standing off to the very back of the room in this. Away from the crowd. Away from the crowd Mm -hmm. with his camera, with his notebook. He's not engaging in anything. He is doing reporting. They have charged him with ridiculous misdemeanors. And 30 minutes from now, he is going in front of a judge here in Dallas, Texas, in leg irons and an orange. Glenn Beck is right. The FBI performed a a humiliation operation against this poor guy. Now, again, for my friends listening on iHeart, he does nothing. All he does is take a couple pictures and report. I mean, what about the camera crew that was with Nancy Pelosi? I guess they're okay because they were just in on the the op, (laughs) the the Fed surrection that was January 6th. I guess that production crew was okay because they were invited to be. I don't know. It's absolutely sickening. But listen, what I'm about to show you now is in real time the moment that this journalist reported himself to the FBI. What you're looking at there is this journalist. Again, Steve Baker is his name, being perp walked in handcuffs despite not committing any crimes, humiliated by the FBI in front of the American people. And again, he turned himself in. Look at them putting their putting their hand on his head as they push him into the car. Folks, this is sickening. We have to stand up, folks. I'm telling you, America stands on a very thin line between hope and darkness. And I'm building to something here, but the way that January Sixers and now journalists are implicated in January Six are being treated will go down on a will go down as a stain on this country's history and in in our legacy. And those politicians, Democrat, Republican, Independent, other, I don't care, local, state, federal, if you have remained silent while we have de facto political prisoners in this country, then you are partially to blame yourself. Because silence in the face of evil is no different than being complicit in that evil. Tells me that you're okay with it. Did you see the story of the heavily armed FBI agents and how they raided a home of a decorated veteran um, after January 6th? It was newly obtained footage by the Gateway Pundit, Chris Kuhn. He's a 22-year-old, received all sorts of awards, Purple Heart, was wounded in combat, sentenced to prison last Friday. Um, I'm going to put this up here on the screen. I want you to see this raid. And listen to how it goes. Okay, 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 you're looking at it. Moving, moving. Heavily oh, armed FBI agents. I'll tell you when you bring it in. I'm ready. Yep. And you see a four-year-old child. You see a woman there with a four-year-old child standing with FBI agents with guns and flashlights all around her. She's in shorts. She's bare feet, and a four-year-old in in a t-shirt while the FBI consoles her as heavily armed men storm her house at a, at a pre-dawn raid. Oh, by the way, it was 12 degrees outside. Chris Kuhn, just misdemeanors, pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor count of obstruction of law enforcement during a civil disorder. But apparently to the feds, it warranted a pre-dawn raid with weapons at the high ready, body armor, helmets, wife standing outside with a four-year-old child in her arms in 12-degree weather in shorts. 
What made me the most angry watching that video, and it pisses me off now, is the FBI agent trying to console her and the child that's screaming. It's sickening. I would argue that this man shouldn't have been charged with a misdemeanor. It's a mostly peaceful protest, especially when you consider that Black Lives Matter and Antifa rampaged all across this country for a year, laid siege to the White House, battered, bruised, bloodied Secret Service agents, over 40 of them, while Trump was in the White House. All of their charges were dropped. Yet we're looking for ways to prosecute American patriots who were wounded in the service of this country and do that to their families. It's shameful. It's disgusting. It's Gestapo-style tactics, and it needs to stop. And oh, by the way, this man's wife was pregnant at the time. And she miscarried her baby the day later. So it's just absolutely sickening in almost every single way. But folks, I'm not trying to get your blood pressure up. There is hope. There is a glimmer of hope here. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The story broke today, written by Kaylin Deese of the Washington Examiner, and the headline, Hundreds of January 6th Defendants' Sentences Improperly Lengthened, says an appeals court. A federal appeals court on Friday ruled that potentially hundreds of defendants charged with their actions on January 6th, 2021, a Capitol riot, had their sentences improperly lengthened, raising the possibility that many will have to be resentenced. The U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit ruled that January 6th defendants who obstructed Congress's efforts to certify the 2020 election, no, they didn't, had their sentences improperly lengthened by federal judges who determined they interfered with the administration of justice. I mean, obviously, I totally disagree with that sentence with the sentences period the idea that they obstructed an official proceeding is a joke any misdemeanor charges are a joke congress certified the election a few hours later if anything it was a minor inconvenience but so th- here's what i'm building to here I, this it seems like there's light at the end of the tunnel but i'm going to kind of give you some perspective here these were Obama, Clinton, and Bush appointed federal appeals judges, and they all unanimously agreed. D.C. Circuit Court. Nothing happens on the D.C. Circuit Court unless it's unless they want it to happen. That's just how I feel. And so this news is wonderful for the January Sixers, given the unjust hell that they've been put through. And I mean it. Some of these people charged with misdemeanors, elevated using 1512C, obstruction of official proceeding, a federal charge with, with which can warrant up to 15, 20 years in prison. Wrongly so, by the way. Never in our country's history has 1512C been used in the way that it has against January Sixers. Typically, it's reserved for destroying documents before an official proceeding never for a protest. And the only reason these Biden DOJ attorney hacks used it was to make an example out of January Sixers. It's wrong. And not only did they use it to make an example, they they it basically allowed them to keep January Sixers in pretrial solitary confinement for years. So again, this news is great for January Sixers, but the damage in many ways has already been done. So many of these people have had their lives destroyed, committed suicide, families ruined, divorced, alienated from kids. I mean, the Proud Boys, I don't even even know who the hell they were before this, but they're doing 20 plus years in prison. One of them wasn't even there. Absolutely sickening to me. But I'm suspicious of this, and here's why. I think the D.C. Circuit is getting ready to get their ass whipped by SCOTUS, by the Supreme Court. Because remember, 
the Supreme Court has on appeal 1512C, the way that the Biden Justice Department has misapplied it here in these cases. Again, it's never been used this way in American history. So I believe that these judges, one Democrat, one Bush, both Democrats and a Bush appointee, might as well be a Democrat. I think they anticipate SCOTUS is going to slap down their ruling with a verdict on 1512C. And again, remember that the Supreme Court has this case as we speak. But to be clear, I, if I were speaking to President Trump right now, I, I would absolutely recommend to him that even if this horrific wrong gets righted, Trump needs to pardon every single one of them to clear their legal record. Again, this is a stain on our country's history. It's, it's sickening to me. Um, okay, so let's move on. Let me go ahead and mute somebody there in the chat. Um, Okay, so let's talk about the border. (laughs) Biden and Trump at the border. (laughs) I'm telling you, folks, I'm laughing because if you saw this, I mean, there's this awesome video I'm going to play for you, and I'll describe it to the folks listening on iHeart. But the juxtaposition between Donald Trump and Joe Biden on the border could not be more clear. And the reason why this is important is to put the rest once and for all this media narrative that, well, Joe Biden and Donald Trump are both old. Like, this is what the media does. They try to kick up dust. They try to convolute. It's a joke. They're liars. But look at this video. I grabbed it from Colin Rugg, who has a great Twitter slash X account. He always has cool videos like this, but um, check out this is this is Trump and Biden at the border side by side. A beautiful day, <laughs> but a very dangerous border. We're going to take care of it. Thank you. <laughs> so that's Trump, of course. There he is talking to cops, military members. They're laughing. They're loving. He's waving, shaking hands. People are lying in the streets to see him. And right next to that, for iHeart, is Biden walking at a snail's pace next to a border security agent, one of which must weigh 300 pounds. And the one that weighs 300 pounds is outpacing them. I mean, they are bare. Biden is barely alive. I mean, he really does look like an animated corpse. And so you see Trump like pointing this way and that. Hey, hey, what's going on? Oh, it's so great. to It's a, it's a wonderful day. Not so wonderful on the border. And then Biden can barely string together a coherent sentence. But it wasn't even just that, just how Trump de- demonstrates strength. It was also how people received Trump as well. Because again, Biden is the personification of weakness. Even the border patrol that, that was with him handled him with kid gloves out of fear that they might break a bone or something because he's so old and feeble. But listen to what uh, border... Uh, Border Patrol Union president said about President Trump while at the border together yesterday. It's hard to imagine a stronger endorsement in the midst of this great crisis. Sir, I I want you to know your agents, my agents, they're mad as hell. Absolutely mad that President Biden went to Brownsville, Texas, rather than going to Arizona, rather than going to San Diego, California, rather than coming to Eagle Pass, Texas which has been the epicenter. What President Trump has seen right here is he's seen how his policies have worked, but he's also seen how he can expand upon those policies once he takes goes back into the White House. He has seen how Governor Abbott has been able to use his policies to secure this specific area, the epicenter of the last two years of the illegal border crisis that we have had to endure. And your agents, President, they are pissed. Border Patrol agents are upset that we cannot get the proper policy that is necessary to protect human life, to protect American citizens, to protect the people that are crossing the border illegally. We want to protect them as well. And we can't do that because President Biden's policies continue to invite people to cross here. Wow. Wow. Now you want to hear how the Border Patrol spoke about President Biden. I mean, you heard how uh, Brandon Judd talked about Trump, 
president, president, your agents, Mr. President, your agents. It's kind of amazing. I mean, I've never seen, I mean, look, I'm only 42. I've never seen anything like that. Biden's the commander in chief right now. I mean, he shouldn't be. He won a bogus election, but he's the commander in chief. Listen to how the border patrol talked about him. The former border patrol chief while Biden was president from 2021 to 2023, while Biden was at the border, listen to this. I've made it perfectly clear when I was the chief, I never once met with the president or the vice president. And I think it's long overdue that they sit down and roll up their sleeves and start coming up with some solutions. Can you imagine? I mean, this is just unbelievable to me how it's clear how the Border Patrol and their union feels about President Trump versus Biden. I mean, these sound bites, if I'm Trump, and I've, I've said to you many times in this show that the border is going to be the number one issue going into 2024 because it just it just it dovetails with so many other issues affecting this country right now: national security, economy, fentanyl, crime. I mean, it's it's just the number one issue. It affects everyone. And if I'm Trump, I'm just throwing these two sound bites on ads. I'm just playing them in swing states because believe me, the suburban suburban people who are swing technically swing voters, they don't want crime in their communities. And that's exactly what's happening now. But so these sound bites that I just played for you, you think they'd be headline news. I mean, again, if it were Trump, it's all you'd hear. Because it's Biden and the press sees themselves as his vanguard, they don't report on any of it. In fact, this is how ABC framed the border visit. Now, be careful. If you have a drink, take one and and try very, very hard to, to, to not let your IQ diminish 10 points. Check this out. Good morning, Michael. Well, in these rare dueling visits here to the border today, President Biden and Donald Trump will outline their very different visions for how to tackle this immigration crisis. The president is expected to meet with Border Patrol and local law enforcement and to once again blame Donald Trump for tanking that bipartisan border deal that would have included some of the toughest reforms in decades. That legislation would have imposed stricter asylum restrictions, included daily limits on border crossings and billions of dollars in new funding for security. But Donald Trump pressured Republicans to kill that bill to deny President Biden a political win. Donald Trump is also eager to run on this issue in November. He is already promising mass deportations if elected and ratcheting up his rhetoric. Today, Trump and Biden will make their case as they both look to own this issue in November, Michael. It's it's like she reported on White House talking points as they were written. It's like KJP, diversity hire extraordinaire, wrote a press statement on talking points from the Biden White House, and this mouth-breeding reporter just reported it as so. Never mind the fact, we said it a million times, but I'll say it again, Not a, a the Lankford bill is not a border bill. It's an open borders bill. It's an invasion bill, a border bill that's not actually about a border, but it's about funding Ukraine. With that five thousand, just just under five thousand illegal aliens in a day, one point eight million illegal aliens in a year, it codifies into law the invasion of America. It's an abomination. But really, we should feel bad for people who still watch these news outlets. Like they are so indoctrinated, they they must be so lost. Because they, ABC and many of these mainstream outlets are not even in the same universe as, as the truth. That clip on ABC that I just showed you was a textbook, and I do mean textbook, example of how the media protects the narrative and not the truth. And so in New York today, again, talk about illegal alien crime. 
In New York today, a woman's head was found with other body parts in a Long Island park. It was found by a cadaver dog. Just hours earlier, police found two arms and a leg. Later on in the day, the cadaver dog found a right arm just 20 feet away. Now listen to this. The left arm belonged to a man that had tattoos, but the fingertips were chopped off so they couldn't be identified. The other arm, leg, and and head all belonged to the same woman, this according to police. The cops have reason to believe that the deaths are related to the MS-13 gang who is active in the area. Here's the most tragic part, as if what I told you isn't tragic enough. The body parts were first discovered by a schoolgirl. Can you imagine how traumatic that will be for that young girl's rest, the rest of her life? She will suffer from that trauma made possible because of Biden's disastrous policy at the border. People's lives are being destroyed. Americans are losing their lives. And oh, MS-13. Hmm. Where did we hear before that drug addicts and drug cartel members and gang members will come across our southern border if we continue to leave it open? Hmm, yeah, that's right, Trump. He said it back in 2015 when he was running for president. Everything that that man said has come true. Okay, so listen, it's Friday. And we're about to go into the weekend, and I just, I feel like kind of a good news, bad news day in the news. (laughs) Like, I feel like I threw a lot at you. So I want you to watch Better Days on SNL. Now, I would also argue this is Trump on SNL. I'm going to show you a clip of that, and we'll go into the weekend on something lighthearted and funny. But I would argue, okay, now stay with me here, that there is a direct correlation between the rise of woke BS in this country and the death of comedy. Because if comedy were still at its peak, like I think it was in the 80s and the 90s, all comedians would do would just laugh at these asinine, commie, DEI, woke idiots who are actually regressing our country. I mean, I don't think that they would tolerate them at all. Uh, But okay. Donald Trump is is hysterical in this clip, but let's let's just watch. Watch and enjoy. The guy's here to fix the leak on your solid gold faucet. Send him in. <laughs> this place looks like the Liberace Museum. Hey, I'm the prince of this city. When you're in my office, you treat me with respect. Who did your decorating? Saddam Hussein? (laughs) I'll have you know this is all very classy stuff. And that painting of the tiger and the woman has got me laid on numerous occasions. (laughs) I didn't know gay dudes liked tiger paintings. (laughs) Hey, you've crossed the line. I've killed people for less. Looks like you killed a squirrel to me and put it right on top of your head. You're one to talk. Your hair looks exactly like mine. Yeah, except my hair's supposed to look like this. I'm a janitor. (laughs) Normally, I'd have you dragged into the swamp and shot. But you've got guts. You're the first man I've ever met who isn't afraid of me. What's your secret? Well, my real secret is that I live a simple life. I may not be a billionaire like you, but this job gives me enough money to have a pretty kick-ass sword collection. Plus, my brother rigged my cable so that I get all the nudie channels for free. It sounds like you're happy. Darn tootin'. Aren't you happy? What with all your money, your clothes, and your gay decorations? Aren't you happy with your money, your clothes, and your gay decorations? 
<laughs> Trump is amazing. That self-deprecating humor is, I'm telling you, it goes a long way. So, folks, listen. Make sure you like and rumble. Smash that little green thumb. It helps the show immensely. Almost, I mean, we're crushing it with likes and viewers and hit 10,000 subs yesterday on Rumble. It's been amazing to watch the power of the battle crew. But let's try to get up to 200 likes before, 200 rumbles before the end of the show. Smash that like button. Smash that rumble button. Tell your family and your friends to subscribe and follow Battleground Live. Share this on your social media. We want this message to be contagious. We want your friends and family in the trenches with us fighting to save this country. It's going to take all of us, folks. And so listen, have an amazing show planned for you on Monday. An amazing show. So stay tuned live at 5 p.m. right here on Rumble. We'll be back on Monday. But in the meantime, folks, have a great weekend. Spend some time doing what you love to do, whether that's reading the book, spending time by yourself, holding your spouse's hand, spending time with your kids or grandkids. Enjoy this country. We have a great one. So God bless you all. And God bless this amazing country that we call home. Have a great weekend. And I will see you on Monday. Take care. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.